Hey, warriors, welcome to the Untamed Life podcast, where we are breaking free from those chains of the past and rising to lead extraordinary lives. I believe it's time for us to ditch the rules of this world that are keeping us enslaved in the grind, playing from behind, and instead opt into a conscious and strategic upgrade, one that is founded in spiritual principles that can only be accessed through the power of the heart. So if you are craving deeper, more meaningful relationships, vibrant bodies full of life force, true prosperity in all arenas, and a life of adventure, this podcast is for you. My name is Christine Jewell. I'm a high-performance coach and spiritual mentor, and together we will awaken the king or queen you are destined to be so that you can experience the fullness of life that's waiting for you. Let's dive in. All right, all right. Welcome back. Welcome back to the conversation. It's Christine Jewell. Today, you guys, we are talking about healing our wounds. All of those things that build up over time, you know, those deep cuts <laughs> that we think maybe we've already dealt with them, we've already moved on, and sometimes all of a sudden they resurface and we're going, where did that come from, <laughs> right? I thought I was over this. So today we're going to be talking about healing. We're going to be talking about our hardened hearts. We're going to be talking about letting go the steps of healing that are essential. And I want to draw some parallels to, to some real life, you know, when we break a limb or something, what is required in the physical? And then what's also required in the emotional and the spiritual, the mindset side of things. Um, we're going to talk about why it's so important. And what is, what is inspiring this conversation? A couple things. Number one is I just came back last week. Um, we hosted an awesome event, an awesome leadership event. There was about 32 people that attended. I'm about to leave tomorrow for another amazing live event, not a leadership event, but a, a networking connection, you know, relationship building event. And as I begin to kind of tuck aside and talk to different leaders, especially, I mean, if you're human on your, on this planet, you have some sort of trauma, you have some sort of wounding. But as I sp speak to some of those higher level leaders, CEOs, you know, executive level founders, it is incredible as I ask, you know, what are some of the things that really keep you up at night? I'm so curious, you know, what are the things that feel heavy? on your heart that weigh you down, the things that you find yourself ruminating over and stirring over and you can't seem to let them go. One of the most common threads, and there was a lot of things, I'll probably do an entire series, multiple series. This is the ongoing conversation of this uh, podcast, but the one thing that really came through last week was just you know, one, one of the things that came through last week was this, I don't know who I can trust. I don't know who has my back. I don't know if I can trust my people. And the area of trust really came, uh, came through a lot, right? Can I trust my people? Can I trust the people on my team? Can I trust these relationships? Can I trust people in relationship, intimate relationships? And this sort of like backup, this back that is up consciously or unconsciously for a lot of people because of the betrayal, because of the pain, because of the hurt that we've experienced, you know, and, and last week's event was a leadership event. We were talking business, but we were talking very personal. It was a awesome, raw, real conversations. And here's the thing, you guys, whether it's in our business, if you have been in business for any length of time and you have been managing people, humans, especially if you are a person of a high level leadership position, 
You will have been stabbed in the back. You will have had people that you thought you could trust that have totally turned on you and gone in a different direction. You will have experienced all kinds of, right, people turning your organization from the inside out, dissension, division, uh, gossip, judgment, um, accusations. And this is not just true in business. This is also true in our most intimate family settings, our most intimate relationships. You know, and I want to talk about these, these wounds that come up, you know, because we experience these pains, these hurts throughout our lives, right? We experience the betrayal of being stabbed in the back or feeling like we could, we can't trust someone else. And we, we experience the pains of rejection of, you know, questioning ourselves, questioning our decisions and, and we begin to lose trust. And, and I want to say that for a lot of us, that is when we begin, really, we start to armor up, right? We start to armor up. We have to armor up. Initially, it's part of our survival mechanism. It kicks in and we go into full-on warrior mode for a lot of us, right? And that is a pure survival response. And it's essential. I've got to just hunker down, put on my armor after the initial shock, right? There's an initial shock of the thing. And then we've got to, we put on this armor so we can survive. It's like, look, I just got to get through this. I got to get through this season. I just got to get through. I still have to show up for work. I still have to show up for my kids. I still have to show up for our clients. We still have to show up in the, in the industry. I can't just roll over here in my room and, and cry for days and the world can't stop. Right. So, so we do what we need to do in order to survive that moment, that season. Some of us stay in that place of survival mode though for like years and decades. <laughs> Sometimes we need to stay in that place of the fight, not only to fight through that short season of survival just so we can get by, but we stay in the fight because that's what allows us to break free of the old. We start thinking, you know, I am never going to allow myself to get screwed over like that. I am never going to allow myself to be put in that situation again. I will never allow anyone else to do this to me. I will never put myself in that financial situation. I'll never, I'll never, I'll never. And for a while that works, right? It really, that kind of drive that is really fueled by anger, <laughs> a lot of anger about this situation sometimes, is becomes our primary fuel for so many of us. Anger can be great fuel to make things happen, right? It is potent, <laughs> potent fuel for motivation. Unfortunately, again, many of us stay in the place of needing to be angry about something so that we can keep moving forward, so that we can keep stretching and pressing on and getting more success. Or it is a kind of a two-sided coin between anger and fear, the fear of going back, the fear of going back to once was, of being put back in that situation and also the anger at it. And we kind of dance consciously or unconsciously. We're dancing in this place of anger, fear, anger, fear, a little bit of pride, right? but we stay around here. So I want to go back here because initially for survival, we just do whatever. We're usually afraid something has happened and we have to react, you know, and we're trying to get out of that situation. We're running, we're fighting, we're doing whatever is required. Some of us stay in that fight mode and then we start using anger and fear as fuel to drive us forward. I want to say this. It's important that there's a time and a place where anger is actually great fuel. And we want to use fear to not be consumed by fear, right? 
There's a difference though, when we become dependent (laughs) unconsciously on fear as our driver, instead of what are we actually creating? What are we actually moving towards? So I want to say that we fall into these patterns or these places when we have wounding, we have brokenness, we have stuff that is unresolved that keeps us either stuck in survival mode, that keeps us in a conscious or unconscious fight mode where we are always looking for what is coming up that might want to throw us back into the old life, that might want, that is a reminder, right? And this is where our triggers are our greatest teachers. Our triggers are our greatest teachers. So whatever triggers me shows me where I have unresolved healing yet to do. Anything that's firing me up or locking me up or putting that wall back in place. You know, it's just like the, the drawbridge goes up. It's like nothing's coming in here. That is showing me in plain sight. Whew. All right. We got some work to do in there, right? And again, I want to say that sometimes we we use that that fuel, that warrior space, once we start seeing some results there, we're like, man, I actually get ahead here. I actually get what I want. I have control again. I have power again over a situation. I'm the, I'm the dictator of my life, not anyone else. Right. And we can start to get really sort of wrapped up in the pride that goes with that. That's like, look at what I'm capable of. Look what I can do. Look at what I'm not putting up with. Look at what I'm not tolerating. Look at what, right? And a lot of the drive now, especially as we start performing, we start succeeding, we start creating, it can definitely begin to really fuel our sense of pride, of worth, which by the way, there's nothing wrong with anger. There's nothing wrong with survival mode. There's actually nothing wrong with fear because a healthy fear is essential. We need to know when there's actual legitimate danger, when we're putting ourselves in a situation that we're being compromised, our kids are being compromised. Anger is a great emotion. God gave it to us on purpose for a purpose. It shows us what is not an integrity. It shows us what is not okay, maybe with our values, our standards, where there's maybe some abuse or neglect going on, right? It's, it's a healthy emotion to have us reflect and go, what is actually here that is not okay with me? Am I inspired? I'm moved. I'm motivated to do something about it. And that's when pride kicks in. And by the way, if you guys don't know what I'm doing right now, I'm going through the levels of consciousness. David Hawkins, Map of Consciousness is such a great book. I use that, that, uh, that, outline with everyone like that I coach often. And as I'm asking myself these questions, like, what do I want? What am I going to do about it? You know, and I, and and a lot of it's I questions because some of us that have been victimized in the past through sexual abuse, through trauma, through getting, uh, you know, hung out to dry by, by partnerships, clients, exes, whatever, right? It doesn't matter if it was at work or at home because the core wounds the core things that dig into our hearts and our soul and pierces, they're the same. They just show up with a different surface. But here's what happens that once we move beyond survival and we've broken free of the old, and now we're actually getting ahead and we are seeing, look what I can do. Look what I made happen. Look what I'm no longer putting up with. We can very much get stuck in this warrior that is ruled by pride, motivated by pride unconsciously. And even though we say, I want more, I want to be of service. I truly want to lead with love. I want to serve other people. When we're really radically honest with ourselves, we have a lot of walls up still because we're still afraid deep down, right? Pride is still running the show. We're not really willing yet to put ourselves out there again. 
really, not without the big fight, right? And so there's a part of us, again, I want to say whether it's consciousness, conscious or unconscious, there comes a time after we've performed for so long, we've gotten so much success, we've made so many things happen on our own, you know, maybe we were using that adrenaline of fear, of anger, of pride as as fuel, maybe what we want to create a little bit of inspiration too, right? We, we use all the emotions for motivation sometimes, but we all have a, a familiar one that we tend to use if we're really honest with ourselves. A lot of it is protection, right? If, if you're in warrior mode, man, you have been protecting and you are a fierce protector. So this is again, great news. And we get to a place where we are being called to protect something bigger <laughs> than just our own bank account, just our own ego, just our own feelings. And again, I'm not saying that to diminish our, our feelings or our heart, but we, we are trained. If you guys are listening to this and you have been training your whole life, fighting battles, being a warrior, this is, this is inspired by both the last event I was at, a beautiful conversation I had this morning, that if we have been in training and training and training, we are not there just to fight for ourselves. We're being called to fight for something greater than us. So we get to this place where we just keep bumping up against the ceiling, right? You've had some level of success. You've built a successful business. You're doing great on your own. You've got what you need. Yet there's like this void right? You hit this ceiling that you can't seem to break through. And you have these walls that are impenetrable. Like you're just not willing to let certain people get too close to you. Maybe you have a love-hate relationship with love and intimacy, right? It's like, I want it, I want it, but don't get too close to me. I'll sabotage it. I'll push you away. And so we do this push-pull stuff with people or we don't go there. So we have this ceiling, we have these walls, we have a hardening a hardness about us. Gosh, I know this place so well. We get this sort of hardened edge to ourselves, which is essential for those that warrior to have the ability to be strong, to have that internal structure. But here's the problem that when we get so dependent on the internal structure and it becomes so inflexible and rigid and grasping and gripping to make sure that nothing can get in, we actually lock ourselves up. And we get this hardness about us. We get this, un, maybe it's unaware that we're actually hard in our tone, hard in how we're looking at people, hard in what we're allowing in. And the funny part is, and I've talked about this and we know this, what we're actually creating at this moment. And I want to say there's a moment in our life, there's a season when it becomes evident and obvious it's time to move into a new space, right? What, what, what is creating actually is numbness, numbness. Okay. If you're really honest and you look within, there's almost like a numbness or an apathy that begins to happen because we have so much stuff that has been stacking because we had to just keep suppressing it, suppress it to move on, suppress it to move on. And maybe we've done a little bit of healing here and there. Maybe we've talked about it, you know, joked around with friends, maybe had some discussions, maybe prayed about it here and there, but we haven't ever really gone in and excavated some of this stuff. Maybe we have, but it's been a long time and there's been more things rubbing those wounds, right? Rubbing those old scars. And so what can happen is if we find ourselves in this place of numbness, where we are numbing out, where we're having to almost sedate, or we just, maybe you're even having trouble fully feeling the joy, like joy, happiness. There was another thing. I spoke to some people last weekend and 
uh, it's, it's incredible how many of us don't really truly know what really brings me pure joy. Like, do I know what really makes me happy? That's going to be another episode. But we have this inability to feel the full range, right? I don't know how to, I, I'm, I mean, like I'm happy, but I'm not rich. I don't feel the depth of joy. It's very sort of gray. If you think about colors, right? The depth of colors, everything looks a little bit more muted and it feels a little bit more muted. And yeah, I can have a good time and yeah, I can do this, but usually we need a few drinks or we need this, or we need to have something else happening to stimulate us because we don't have this internal sense of richness and of feeling and of accessibility to our emotional range. Okay. This is important. So what it's actually costing us, we're creating numbness. What that is costing us is an inability to fully feel the very things that we desire so much, like happiness, like joy, like intimacy, like I want to feel like this person really sees me, wants me, but we can't even access that emotion within ourselves. So we're kind of in this game with all these external things, grasping, reaching, wondering if they're going to make us feel something. And when they don't, or they hit a button, we kind of backpedal right back into our cave, our internal cave, right? What it's creating is emptiness, emptiness inside of us. And here's the, the, the kind of like the game. I think I said this in the last podcast, you guys forgive me. Cause I know some of these time, these, you know, tend to like stack on top of each other, these podcasts, but what it creates is there's a sense of emptiness inside us. There's like this ga gap that we can't seem to fill. And what it's costing us, this void is really costing us intimacy and connection in the sense of being filled, right? Filled, like really feeling full, fulfilled, overflowing. When we have this emptiness, it's funny because we think it's because everything's missing in our life. We haven't found the love of our lives. We haven't found the work that God really, you know, put us on this planet to do. We haven't found that one thing that really lights our soul on fire. We just, there must be something out there. I don't know. Right. And we feel empty. Like, well, I've, I've made all this money. I've got all this stuff. I'm doing all these things. But why, what's the whole about? Like, why do I still kind of like feel like blah, apathetic? I mean, sure, I have fun with my kids and stuff, but like, right? And there's this emptiness. And here's the reality, guys. When we feel that sense of emptiness, two things are happening. One is we are so full. We are actually so full. Again, a lot of this is unconscious of bitterness, of anger, of resentment, of grief. Grief, unresolved, unseen, unmet, grief around some sort of loss that we've had. And grief is a huge one. And man, I really have gone through a deep season lately of just layers and layers and layers of grief coming to the surface that I just really allowed myself to fully, fully, I say fully, because fully to the level that I know how I've opened myself up to God to allow myself to feel it, to heal the grief that I didn't even know was there, right? And there's layers of it, like it just keeps coming up. But see, sometimes we feel that emptiness because there's actually so much in there that we're so full. There's no room for God to fill us up. So you guys hear me say that all the time, but I have to empty myself of what's in there. And at the same time, open myself up at a whole other level. Yes, we've already opened ourselves up. But we open ourselves up, you know, in these tiny, tiny increments so that we can still feel safe. We can still feel secure. But I'm talking about like opening yourself up to the next, 
level. Like when you open yourself up like that, it's scary. It is. It's, you feel naked again. <laughs> it's like the whole, like, I'm naked. I'm wide open here. I'm being fully seen. And I got to really trust, you know, that I'm going to be okay, that I'm not going to be judged like by God, by others, whatever. Like it's, it requires a lot of courage, a lot of willingness to go to that place of opening ourselves up. The third thing that is created when we are still armored up, you guys, again, is delusion. Delusion. I'm fine. I'm fine. I've held, I've, I've dealt with this. The amount of people that I've coached and talked to that I could tell right away in the first five minutes of speaking to them, I'm fine. Oh no, I've already dealt with this. I've already dealt with this. And they say one thing, but out of their mouth and energetically, they're just spewing. You can see what's still inside, right? It's like, you're delusional. <laughs> you're delusional. I've been delusional. I, and every time, guys, he said all the time, when I ask her what's wrong, it's so obvious something's wrong with her. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. It's like, no, you're not fine. Obviously, you're not fine. But we're so programmed and so taught that we have to be fine. We have to hold it all together. And so really what is costing us is the this lack of being vulnerable, this wall is keeping us in delusion. It's costing us vulnerability, which ultimately costs us the support, the support and the connection, the support that we need. We're created for each other. We're not created to be a lone wolf that doesn't need anyone, a woman that doesn't need any man, a man who doesn't need any woman, a leader who doesn't need anyone else. No, we're actually created for each other. We're created to rely and depend on God. We're, we're created to rely and depend on one another, not in an unhealthy codependent way, but we can't accomplish great things, the things that God has for us without truly opening ourselves up to receive the support of the people around us, to depend on other people, and also for us to bring the next level of support to other people. It's scary because when we do that, if we want to play at that level, I say the kingdom level, where it's like, okay, God, we're going to do exponential things together, more than I could do on my own, through my own strength, more than I can do through my God-given gifting, which is amazing. But now collectively as a partnership, in partnership, you know, together, as husband and wife together as a team, like we can accomplish so much more. We can impact so much more. We can allow God to do so much more exponentially through us. But here's the catch. I have to allow myself whoo, to be vulnerable, to be open, to receive at the next level and to give of myself at the next level. And a lot of us are still stuck. Back up in that warrior mode where it's like, well, they want something. What do you want? What's that going to cost me? And we're still very transactional looking for what's that person's angle? What is that person's ulterior motive? What is this going to cost me? Right? What am I going to give up in order for something good to happen? Something it's going to take something from me. So we're very much in that old world system of exchanging, of transaction, of giving to get, of expecting to be taken advantage of. Be careful right? Be careful. I know that place well. And sometimes I still catch myself where, where, especially when my capacity stretch, you know, I'm tired, something else happens, things start to stack. It's a constant coming back to center. So I want to just, I said all of that 
because, and I could go on, right? I just named three things. What is this creating? It's creating numbness. It's creating emptiness, this void, this disconnection unlike ever before. It's creating delusion. Like we know we're out of integrity. We're not being real. We're not in truth. But really what we desire, what is keeping out is the ability to fully experience, to fully feel the richness, the depth of joy, of love, of intimacy. It's keeping us from the fullness, the alignment of the overflow. It's keeping us from truth, from resonance, from depending on another, from being fully supported. So I want to say that if you still are feeling, and again, this is not a one and done, okay? But if you're feeling some of these things in this season of life and you've experienced these things and you have not already taken on the journey of healing, <laughs> healing, right? Healing the wounds, healing those pains, it is time. God will call you to the time of healing, right? Healing always happens because of one of two things. Something happens to us and we're forced into a, into a, you know, a season of healing, or we start to realize, you know, what I desire and the life I'm living are not in integrity. I'm still holding on to something. And that was really my journey. I got to a place where I realized I wanted so much more for myself in relationship. I knew that God had a, an amazing marriage for me and an amazing man for me. I, I believe that in every bone, every cell of my being. And I also knew that I had a lot of things I needed to clean up within myself. I needed to heal. I needed to reconcile and restore before I would be the woman that God could entrust with this relationship and, and that he would give it to me and I would actually be able to receive it and sustain it. So this is why healing is so essential. If we don't heal, we don't move on. If we don't really move on from the past, if we don't heal, we can never get the level of support that we desire from people. We can never fully embody and step into what God has for us. If we don't heal, you know, we limit, we keep putting the ceiling on ourselves. We keep limiting everyone else, even though they want to show up greater for us. We're, we just keep squashing them through our own ideas of who they are based on all the people that have hurt us in the past. We put limits on God. We put ceilings ceilings on people. We put ceilings on ourselves. The wounding keeps us capped and limited. This is why healing is so essential. If you want to fully step in to the love, to the connection, to the joy, the feeling, the range, the alignment that God has for us, we have to lean in to healing the stuff because other, we, we can't be still ruled by fear or anger or pride and also receive everything <laughs> that that joy and love and peace uh, right and faith have to offer like they're in opposition right it's like well if i'm going to be ruled by one i'm going to be ruled and driven and moved and motivated and inspired by one or the other you won't be inspired by fear you're going to be ruled by fear so if i'm truly at this space this crossroads where i'm like i'm ready to take the leap to move into this space where i lead through courage and faith and love and understanding and compassion and all of those things. Guess what? Welcome to the healing. Now, I want to say that healing requires time. It requires that we slow down so we can pay attention. It requires that we go inward instead of outward all the time, right? Just like if you look at a broken bone or any kind of traditional physical brokenness, okay? Let's just pivot for a minute. If you break something, you get in an accident, you have some trauma to the body. Maybe it's a car accident. Maybe it's a, an injury, you know, whether it's torn ligaments, broken bones, whatever. 
Number one is always stop the bleeding, right? It's like, stop the bleeding. You're not going to keep running on a broken leg. You may not be bleeding, but stop the breaking any further, right? We have to do a hard stop. So that's the first order of business is like, look, we need to stop. We need to put a compress on this. We need to just pause, push the, this stop button for a minute. And we need to like, just take care of this, right? Oftentimes that, that looks like we need to just stop what we're doing because I always say when you force things, you break things, right? We have to stop forcing those things anymore. The second step is there's inflammation. Again, I'm talking about the physical body. There's usually some sort of inflammation. We've talked about this. I want to say that when we look at what is inflammation? It's it's a little bit of anger, right? It's like, hold on. The inflammation is there. to get it, It's like the body's angry. The body wants to heal. It's pushing all of these blood cells over to the area. It's more oxygen. We got to get more nutrients there. And it feels like angry in your body. A lot of inflammation is actually unconscious anger if it's just chronic inflammation. But it's funny because all of a sudden it's like red, it's flare. It's like, hold on a second. We need to do something about this, right? And rush to the rescue. So if you think about the physical body, what is rushing? Oxygen, nutrients, right? We need in this stage to slow down. We need to have space. We need to start to infuse nourishment again. And we need to pay attention. I think that's why I like the analogy of like the angry red swelling is like pay attention. We're not going to continue to run in the, that direction. We're going to put a hard stop. And I want to say this for those of us who are running back to old patterns and we could feel ourselves getting aggravated and angry and irritated and triggered, hard stop, slow down, pay attention. Let's nourish what's going on here. Let's take care of this thing that is crying out for attention. Then we move into the growth and the rebuilding. The growth and the rebuilding. When you care for something, whether it's a wound or a broken leg or an injury, it takes time. It takes patience. You know, I am that person that I have torn things and I want to go running the next week, right? <laughs> do something to my ACL, do something to my ligaments, broke my low back. Like, I want to just go out. It's like, come on, come on. And I can quickly move into that space of impatience and it has cost me dearly. This is the time to slow down, to be patient, to begin the rebuilding process, right? To rebuild the structure. Again, if we have a broken bone, it takes time. You don't go out. The structure is not solid. You don't just go run on it again, right? You break your back. You don't just go out there and run on it again. You have to re-nourish the foundations, right? So when I ask those of you that are thinking about this from the healing perspective, I'm using these parallels side by side. If there's been brokenness inside of your relationships, if there's been brokenness inside of your businesses, you know, we need to stop the bleeding. We need to slow down for a minute. Look at what is not working. What are those patterns? What, how do we begin to infuse some space? This needs space. It needs time. It needs to be nurtured, right? There, things have to be rebuilt. Foundations need to be rebuilt. Relationships need to be rebuilt. Trust gets to be rebuilt right? We, it, it, it's a slower process. We don't rush through this. Okay. This is not a race. And once we start to rebuild, we've got to strengthen. I'm going to use the analogy of the broken leg again. The bone might be fine, but I'm not going to go run a marathon tomorrow, right? I start small. I start with walking. I start with cycling. I start with things that are not going to break me again. And so we, we off, we, it's funny because I may have broken that leg running or broken my back water skiing like I did or whatever. It doesn't mean I'm never going to ski again. It doesn't mean I'm never going to run again. 
What it does mean is I'm going to slowly come back into that place. You know, I'm going to rehab it. I'm going to take care of it. And then when I go out there, I'm going to be intentional about my moves. I am going to ski differently, probably moving forward, right? I'm going to build myself up back. So I, I know how I'm doing. Once I'm running again, how's my leg doing, right? I said this to someone else earlier. We often break in relationships. We, we got to heal in relationship. First, the right relationship with ourselves, the relationship with God then relationship with each other. That's how we test. How, how's my healing process going, right? It'll tell us if you go and you were broken in a relationship and you're in relationships now and all you do is you get fiery and angry and there's a lot of inflammation and we're never in the growth and the rebuilding and the strengthening process, guess what? <laughs> we need to go back to that stage and slow down a little bit and give a little bit of love to these things that are acting up inside of us. So I, I just want to share this, this pathway with you guys, and maybe it'll just give you some awareness of where you're at with things. But, you know, I was on a run the other day. We, we had a lot of things going on back to back. And again, I've been praying, those of you who know me, been listening to the podcast, I've been praying, Lord, stretch me, stretch me again. And every time we pray for, for God to stretch us, or we want to go into another season of growth, right? Stretching our whatever, our career, where God's calling us, our relationships, like whenever we get stretched, anything that's still inside of us will come to the surface. And so recently I noticed that there was just more stuff. I had more hidden anger that I didn't even know was in there and it was coming to the surface and it wanted to move, right? I started to get feisty again. <laughs> I started getting protective again. I noticed myself getting a little controlling about things. And then I realized as I began to move those emotions and do my healing work, you know, I have a lot of different modalities that I use that I work with clients on. If you guys are interested in that, you can apply for coaching, apply for a call. But as I started to work through the healing and slow down and pour some love on this anger and these frustrations and this, this fear that was driving the controlling tendencies, right? I realized that there was more layers of grief that came out right? There was more things around some loss that I'd experienced. And I found myself like in tears and I was like, God, you know, I thought I was over this, but then I know there's more, there's more in there. And so I was going on my walk around the block and I was crying, and I was praying and I was dancing. I was doing all the things, you know, and just having a conversation with God that morning. And, and I felt amazing by the time I was done, I, I'd emptied myself and then I was open again. I was open again to actually allow love to penetrate, allow clarity to come through, allow a different perspective to set in. And so sharing all of this, because once we learn that we, we get to slow down, we get to pay attention, we get to pour some love on these, these, these wounds, we can move through them. We can keep moving forward, right? This doesn't mean we have to stop everything. The world does not have to stop. We can keep working. We can keep showing up for our families. We can keep doing the things we need to do, you know, for, for our clients and stuff like that. But we're going to shift the internal pace around it, right? We have to shift internally our state around it. So one of the best ways that I've come to know, and I just wanted to share this with you guys today, as I work through the healing process and I, you know, and I keep stretching and I keep growing and I keep asking God to stretch me and Mark and I keep asking God to stretch us as a couple. I mean, we trigger each other. We, we, those wounds are in there. They get to come up. We get to talk about them and we have to develop better, better practices of releasing the old, of moving through those things, feeling what we need to feel 
so we can receive what we need to receive and giving it as much time and space as is needed, right? I want to share this to encourage you that it is not a one and done. It's not like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm healed. I'm never going to experience this again. I want to encourage you that the healing is available now. Don't become addicted to your healing. We see these people, right? They're always needing to fix one more thing before they can move on, right? I've, I've coached these people. I've been around these people. I've been in events like this and it's like, come on already, pick up your mat and walk. Like you're healed from this thing in the spirit. Physically, we still have work to do, right? Emotionally in our emotional body, you're still going to get triggered, right? You still have an emotional body. You still have old layers of thinking that need to be renewed. So while thank you that I have been healed from this abandonment, rejection, whatever in the spirit, my physical body in my nervous system still got a little bit of work to do. My emotional body is going to feel a lot of waves of emotion. I must become aware of how to navigate those emotional waters, right? So I'm healing in motion. Okay. I am healing always every day as I'm moving forward, as I'm slowing down. And depending on what's going on, there'll be times where I need to drop into deeper seasons of rest where I'll be able to keep pressing on. There's a lot of discernment that's required here, but really it's fluid. And I just, I just want to wrap by saying this is that a lot of us don't like that idea of like, I got to heal my stuff. I got to clean it up because we think that that requires that the whole world has to stop. We have to go into this big, deep, dark cave and it's going to get really ugly and messy and everything else. And I just want to say like, it doesn't have to be that way. It will get mushy at times, right? We will have to deal with discomfort. You will have to retrain your body, your nervous system. You will need to call on more awareness. You will need to get the spirit involved. But we heal in motion, right? We can heal in relationship. We can keep moving towards the thing. And sometimes we need to pause, but we can keep moving forward while doing this inner work. And that is a beautiful thing. And I hope that that's what you walk away from today. And I want to leave you with that verse from Matthew. I know I've said it so many times on the show, but it's just one that I rely on so often. When Matthew eleven twenty eight, he says, come to me, all of you who are weary and you are burdened, and I will give you rest. This is Jesus. Take my yoke upon you. Learn from me. I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know, this isn't, a, again, a one and done. This is like every day. You know, what feels heavy? Let me give it to you. What is burdening me? What is keeping me up at night? Let me give it to you. Let me empty it. Let me be honest about what that is. How do you lead through this, Jesus? How do you lead through this, God, right? What is the gentle, humble way forward that is deep in the heart, right? Like the burden is light, but it is a constant recalibration of emptying ourselves, of dropping the weights, dropping the burdens, choosing the path that is lighter, right? It requires work. It's simple. It's not complicated and it requires work, right? But it doesn't have to be heavy and dense. It can be light and it can, it can be a joyful process. So you can have joy and grief at the same time is my boy. You can be moving forward and be working through things. All right, guys, I'm going to wrap it up there. 38 minutes. Look, I have this thing to do these podcasts, these uh, shows in about 38 minutes. I don't know. I must have some sort of internal clock. Next session, I'm going to walk through the seven stages of um, healing, especially emotional healing, 
um, that I think are so essential. I might throw some bonus things in there for you guys, but I'd love to hear what's coming up for you. I hope that this was helpful. Remember, if there's anything right now that you feel numb, you feel closed up or hardened, you feel disconnected and empty, pay attention, right? Your mental body, your physical body, your emotional body are speaking to you that it is time. It is time for the next evolution. It's time for the next season of growth. It's time to go dip deeper and richer to receive the life that God has for you. And it requires healing. So thank you for being here. You guys, if you enjoyed the show, please share it with somebody. If you've not yet subscribed and reviewed, please get in there and do that. It really does help circulate the show so more people can hear it. And lastly, as always, if you want to go deeper into this body of work, I do work with a handful of people per quarter on a one-on-one -on -one capacity click on the link to learn more about private mentorship coaching or our roundtable experience, which is our awesome mastermind that you can tap into and connect with other women, men of God who are really stepping into more of what God's calling them to do, to be together. Um, here's to loving fiercely, leading courageously. We'll see you in the next show. Bye for now. Thanks again for joining me in today's episode. It is my intention to bring you valuable, heart-shifting content every time that will upgrade your life. If you're a new listener, make sure you follow the podcast so you can stay up to date as future episodes roll out. And I invite you to head on over and join my free community, Warriors of the Heart on Facebook. In there, you'll find bonus trainings, a game-changing assessment tool, and exclusive member-only offers. Until next time, Warriors. Here's to loving fiercely and leading courageously in the untamed life, the only life worth living.